I feel like I'm a presidential candidate doing this. Hi, hi, hi. All of you guys are just so close. You're just so close to me. So I just wanted to shake your hand. It must, I must, I felt like a rock star for a second there. Wow. Aaron, thanks for that. Um, you, did you talk about my man bun at all? Uh, no. Oh, you're sweaty. Wow. Guys, don't do worship. You'll sweat a lot. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Right, that was pretty good. Let's try it again. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So much better. Wow. Yeah, so as Aaron said, my name is JJ. Usually when I come up here, I have a whole slew of kids with me. I, I'm from Northway. Have you guys heard of Northway before? Anybody heard of Northway? Okay, it's good. It doesn't matter. It's a church. Who cares? It's fine. Is anybody from out of state here? Whoa. A lot of you aren't from Pennsylvania. All right, Ohio people. Put your hands up. Ohio people. Yeah, okay, okay. Oh, you thought I said Michigan. That's what I meant. Anybody from Pennsylvania, raise your hand. Yes, yeah, okay. Uh, Wisconsin. Did I forget any states? England, yes. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, we kind of segregated from England at one point, so it's fine. Um, as Aaron said, my name is JJ. I am completely honored to be able to speak with you guys this week. I know none of you know me. I, I really don't know you at all, and that's totally cool. Maybe that's better. I, I don't know. Um, but whenever people come up here and they speak, every time I've attended, they usually introduce themselves and, like, their family, right? And... I don't have a family. That sounds really depressing, but I, I'm not married. I don't have any kids, um, but usually guys are like, oh, there's my beautiful wife, and here's my cute kids, and like, I don't have any of that, um, but yeah, be sad. You can be sad. It's cool, um, and I recently, though, just got into a new relationship. Um, it's a pretty big deal. Um, thank you. Yeah, you can apply to it if you want to. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it started in January, and I'm pretty excited about it. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, so, thank you, guys. It, it's, this is probably the biggest commitment I've ever made, and it cost me the most. Um, dating is expensive, but not as expensive as that. Um, you guys are in middle school. You're too, too young to date. I shouldn't be talking. I'm not here for that, okay? Um, so, this is a Nintendo Switch. Does anybody here have a Nintendo Switch? Wow, okay. Yeah, we got some people playing. Okay. And Smash Brothers? Anybody play Smash Brothers? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Because this is like a relationship I'm committed to, I am super good at Smash Brothers. And I want to challenge you throughout the week. If you think you can beat me, if you think you can beat me in Smash Brothers, I will buy you ice cream. I'll just make that right now, okay? I don't know if you can do it, though. Um, I am, I promise I have a life outside of video games real quick, but... I use Samus, thank you. Um, so Samus is my best character, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about, I'll be done in a second talking about video games. But if you beat me, I'll buy you ice cream, but I'm in the top 5% of players online. Um, so if you can beat me, that's a really, really good thing on you. I'd be super impressed. I know I'm old, but I can still, still play video games. Um, so that's my news, but really, I, I actually do have a girlfriend, which is actually kind of nice now. Um, Again, we're not going to talk about that. Everybody's like, who's your girlfriend? I'm not going to show you a picture. It's a secret. Shh. It's a secret. I know. Sorry. I know. It's a secret. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Shh. Um, so this is, this is my biggest relationship, though, besides your own dating and people I love and care about, including my family. And so apparently people have been using this app where you get really, really old looking. And so this is my brothers and I. And that's me on the far right, and that's my 
brother Jeff in the middle, and that's Josh on the left. I'm actually the middle child of those three, and obviously we don't look like that. Josh is not actually 85 years old, um, but this is us in a real picture in the next one, and so that's us. That's me, Josh, and Jeff, and then that's my nephew, Liam, who's just exceptional at photobombing. Like, the kid just ran up there and did that, like, immediately, and I don't even know how he timed it so well to even look like that, but I'll tell you what, four-year-olds, they're they're magical. So let's just, let's just say that much. And all the parents probably said, amen. Um, so that's my family. I love my family a lot. Uh, they're, they're super awesome people. I grew up in Pennsylvania. Anybody, anybody grew up in PA here? Yeah, okay, cool, yes. Yeah, we got some PA pride. I'm really happy to hear that. And I also work with middle schoolers. Aren't middle schoolers awesome? Yeah, okay, thank you, yes. <laughs> they're horrible people. So at Northway, the church I work at, It's in Wexford, which is a little bit north, so think about 20 minutes north of Pittsburgh. And I work with middle schoolers at that church. I've been there for about two and a half years, and I absolutely love it. It's a great, great place to work. But one of the best things we have to offer besides Jesus, we share a parking lot with a Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not going to lie, that Chick-fil-A has probably brought more people into our doors than just like us ourselves as the church, but... Um, who here loves Chick-fil-A? Does anybody here just love Chick-fil-A? Yeah, okay. And when I'm speaking with people, I just want to find a bridge, right? I, I want to be able to relate to you guys in some way. Like, I'm not your age. I, I may be kind of funny sometimes. I may be kind of weird, so I can relate in that way. But who here loves Chick-fil-A sauce, just in general? Like, any sauce, it's so good. So I want to take a quick poll, just, just quickly. Somebody said eat it with a spoon. Wow. That is impressive. We should just, Mitch, are you anywhere? We need a competition at some point for this guy here. It's a good idea. So if your favorite sauce is Chick-fil-A sauce, put your hand up. I want to I take a poll. Okay, not a lot. If your favorite sauce is ranch. Ranch. I said, I said like a funny, ranch. Ranch. What about buffalo sauce? Okay, buffalo sauce is amazing. Uh, Polynesian? Okay. Polynesian is a hidden wonder. Polynesian is amazing. It's so good. It's so good, especially with chicken tenders. I'm like dishing all this out. This is just free. This is free Chick-fil-A advice for you guys. You weren't expecting this? All right, I'm just giving it to you, all right? I'm a Chick-fil-A pro. Um, You're welcome. And then there's a little packet of Chick-fil-A sauce. You guys know what I'm talking about? Okay. Mayonnaise. They do give you mayonnaise there, yes. But I'm not not dipping my chicken nuggets in mayonnaise. I'm not a psychopath. Um, But it comes in a little packet. It's honey barbecue sauce. So good. All right, so honey barbecue sauce is probably my favorite. And I'll just be honest with you guys, I actually love all of them. So if you like any sauce, I'm just going to relate to you on that level right now. I share your favorite sauce with you, okay? I'm just going to be honest. That's how I'm like a politician right now. I like what you like, you know? So I'm just, I'm being truthful, though. I'm not a politician. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I promise. So working with middle schoolers is awesome. And one of my favorite things about doing middle school ministry is camps. Has anybody here ever been to Laurelville or heard of Laurelville? Okay. So for those of you who are out of state and don't come to Pittsburgh for probably anything, um, Laurelville is basically the opposite of Surf City. It's shorter, it's colder, and it's in the woods. There's no water, all right? But it's still amazing. It may be the opposite, but it's still super awesome. And when I started my job, I was going to be in charge of the sixth graders. And 
being the new guy, they're like, oh, you have all this energy, you're young, you can handle them. And here's the thing about the sixth graders. They're sixth graders. Our girls were like saints. Like they were absolutely perfect people. Like nothing was ever wrong with them. At least from my vantage point. The dudes, oh my gosh. People say that there's like an extra grace required for like certain kids. This whole entire group needed extra grace. We had kids who were like straight up involved in like comic books, to band, to athletics, like all over the, the interest spectrum, and nobody shared any common interest, so they didn't really like each other, and all they did was argue with each other all the time. Wonderful. So I inherit this group, and now I'm going to take them into the woods somewhere, and we're going to hang out for a weekend. Does this sound like a good idea? Yes, it sounds like a great idea. So, you know, as long as they went about Jesus, all that matters. So, you said I probably changed them? I don't know. I don't think I did, but maybe Jesus did. So, we get there on Friday. The camp starts on a Friday, and my co-leader, his name is Jason, and Jason is, bless his heart, he's a really great guy. He's just kind of like a rug, though, like people walk all over him. Do you know what I'm saying? So Jason doesn't like, like stand up for himself. I don't know if people stand up for themselves. They put their chest out like this. I don't know. Um, maybe that's what they do. They act authoritative. So they do this. Um, so Jason was more like this, um, and I had to be like this. Um, but the kids would always make fun of Jason and, like, do it. They never listened to him. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. So I get there, and the kids have, like, Doritos littered all over the floor. Maybe your cabins look like this right now. And, and sour gummy rooms everywhere. And are, are my, I'd be sleeping on Friday night, and my sleeping bag would just be taken from me in the middle of the night. I'd be, like, sleeping, and it like comes off my body. I'm like, where'd it go? And I hear, I'm like, what is going on? And like, ah! and like, I immediately start tackling people in the middle of the night, and I'm like wrestling to the ground, and I'm like, and I go back to sleep immediately afterwards. It's a lot. So that's Friday night for me, just in a nutshell, really quickly. It's just terrifying. And this whole time, I'm like excited about my job, right? Like, I'm looking forward to it. I'm like, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a great trip. But I've inherited this group of minion dudes, and Saturday begins. And on Saturday is Mud Day. And so if you aren't familiar with Laurelville, I'll tell you quickly, Mud Day is awesome. I love Mud Day. It is a great day. But you have to be ready for Mud Day. You cannot just enter into Mud Day unprepared. It's like going into battle naked. Okay, you just can't do that. It's not smart. Yeah, I said naked. It's hilarious. So Mud Day, here's the thing. It's like a 40 by 60 yards. I don't know the exact measurements. Maybe one of the surf people can tell you. It's like pancake batter and like concrete liquid mixed together into like this muddy like mess and you play in it all right so the year we're there we have a volleyball net set up and we're really excited about to go do this and my sixth grade guys were pumped except for two guys Bubba and Roman and I'm sitting in the cabin with them and we're talking and Bubba and Roman come up to me and they're like hey JJ can we go play in the mud and I'm just like yeah guys like do you have stuff for it here's the key thing the mud will get in every single crevice of your body if you go in there. It'll get into your soul, and it will never leave. You'll be wiping later, and you'll question, is that mud? Yeah, yeah, I went, I went there, yeah. You'll question that. You'll wonder. And it is like 30 or 40 degrees, so you better be bundled up. And another thing you got to do, third thing, you got to duct tape your wrists around and your ankles because the mud's going to go, mm, mm. That's what mud sounds like, mm. <laughs> Thank you. And it goes up your legs, and it goes up your arms, and it gets everywhere. So I say to Bob and Roman, are you ready for it? And they say, ah, I think so. And I'm like, do you have clothes? Oh, I don't think so. And I'm like, 
well, it's a lot of fun, so if you like, want to throw the clothes you have on now away whenever you're done, you can put new clothes on, that's fine, but you're going to be miserable if you stay in that stuff. He's like, Bubba's like, okay, cool. Well, I, I don't think we're going to do it. I, think, I don't think we're going to do it. Roman's like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to do it, JJ. Cool, great. Trust them 100%. Mistake number one. I go down to the mud pit. I have my good time. I, I take some photos with my friends. I, I play volleyball. I, I'm getting tackled by people I don't even know who look like big globs of mud monster. They don't even have a face anymore. They're just covered in mud. I'm leaving. And this couldn't have been any longer than like seven to ten minutes. I'm walking towards the pressure washer area. They power washes off. I know it sounds very barbaric, but it, it makes sense, I promise. Because it, it's like clay. It just sticks to you. So they're just power washing kids off. <laughs> Thanks for laughing. And as I'm walking towards that line, I see this little figure. And it looks like it could be one of my kids, and he's just hobbling. And he looks cold. And I'm like, who is this? And as I get closer, hey, buddy. He's like, oh, hi, JJ. And I'm like, Bubba? Like, what happened to you? And he's like, I went in the mud. And I'm like, yeah, actually, why did I ask that question? Yeah, you did. And it's like, what happened to your shoe? And he's like, I lost it. In the mud? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, you weren't going to look for it, JJ. It was really scary in there. People were tackling each other. I just wanted to get power washed off and get back to the cabin. And I'm like, okay, fine. All right, let's get you power washed off. So we go back. We, we, he gets pressure washed off. We walk back to the woods, back to the cabin. And, and as we're getting back to the cabin, you can't take all of your muddy stuff with you into the cabin because it kind of gets everywhere. So I'm like, Bubba, just take some of this stuff off outside on the porch and then go in. Our cabin is in the village, okay? They put the village in the woods where they put the dudes because the dudes are insane. So we're in the village area. But the thing about the village is that there's a pavilion in the middle of it. And there's people hanging out at the pavilion. And our cabin is right outside of that. And our porch is right there for everybody to see. That's why I said some of your clothes. I turn around and I take a few steps and I hear Nick, who's on the porch with Bubba, whoa, Bubba, what are you doing, man? And I turn around and bless this little boy's heart. He is straight up naked from the waist down for everybody to see. And if he wasn't cold then, he was definitely cold now. And I'm like, Bubba, what are you doing? He's like, JJ, you take, told me to take my clothes off. I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't say all of them. And so I run up there. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't want to look at you. And so I open up the window, not the window, the door, and I shove him inside. And he still has his pants around an angle, so he just falls backwards. And I close the door. And I exhale. And I leave. And I'm like, yeah, crisis avoided. I'm a great leader. 100%. I'm a pro leader. Did the right thing. I walk back to the mud pit. It's my first time, right? I'm just assuming these kids are going like, to take care of themselves. And that's like my biggest mistake is that like, it's just not true. Um, you guys are smarter than that though. You're smarter than my kids. Um, so I go back to the mud pit. I hang out there for a little bit longer and I go back up. And as I'm going back up to my cabin, more guys have congregated around our cabin. They're just like laughing. And I'm like, did this not resolve itself? I mean, there's something going on here. And now I'm wondering like, what did I do? Like, did I do something wrong? Did I shove a kid too hard? Like, blah, blah. I mean, obviously, I shoved him in there, and he was, like, half naked, so that looks really weird. And, like, I just need him to go inside the cabin. So 
Hopefully he got changed by now, right? Like, I'm assuming he would have changed his clothes. We go inside our cabin, and Nick and Drew and Ben in there are just laughing. And I'm like, what's so funny? <laughs> Bubba's not to be found, but the bathroom door is closed, but not for long. He opens it wide up, and he says, stop laughing at me. And the dude is still naked. I'm like, dude, where are your clothes? And the worst part about this is he keeps on doing this for whatever reason. All self-awareness has completely left this kid. It's not even part of him anymore. Like, one point he's naked on the pavilion. Now he's not, when he wants to yell at somebody, he's not cracking the door a little bit being like, hey, stop yelling at me, please. He's cracking it the whole way just so everybody can just see who he is. Cool. And as he does it again, I realize that his pants are actually duct taped. He can't get his pants off on his own. And I'm like, all right, dude, get some scissors, get some blindfolds, let's do this. So it's do, 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 do. Problem solved. Bubba is no longer naked. He is now clothed. I think he's clothed to this day still, hopefully. Maybe he's in that bathroom still somewhere, I don't know. Yes, thank the Lord is right. But I say all of it to say that as I walk back to try and do more mud activities for the third time, I began to question myself a little bit as a leader. I was like, do I know what I'm doing? I just had a kid basically expose themselves to the entire camp, and then I shoved him inside of our cabin, and then I left him there. Like, you would think, I've committed a crime. I could probably get arrested for that. The way it looked, he had duct tape around his ankles. It looks super weird. And so now I'm wondering, Am I even a good leader? Like, what am I doing here? And so I have like this spiral of questions going back to my, my head as I'm getting tackled by people in the mud and I'm like covered in mud. I'm like walking back to get power washed myself. And I'm like, am I a good leader? I don't know. And what did I do? Naked kid Bubba now is going to be shameful for the rest of his life. And now this kid's trip is ruined. And I have all these questions inside my heart asking, am I good enough for this? And simply just based off of one incident with a kid. And I know I was there for a reason, and I know that God wanted me to be there at the camp to help those kids out. But I began to wrestle in myself with, am I a good leader based off of one instance? And this isn't the only time I've wrestled with questions like this. Even when I was writing these um, talks to prepare for you guys as I was praying for you and I don't even know you but as I was praying for you guys and, and your leaders I was wrestling with is this good enough for them and all of this actually started for me these questions when I was in middle school you see as you saw my brothers I had an older brother his name is Josh and he still exists I didn't have he's still there he still exists and Josh was super good at sports like he started his varsity team in basketball and baseball as a freshman, and he was just phenomenal at anything he touched. I didn't. So for me growing up, to see people look at me and say, oh, you're Josh's little brother, and I'm like, yeah, oh, come play baseball, and I'm like, yeah, and then until I was like 12, I was terrible. And how much of a disappointment that is to your dad, to the coaches who are looking forward to getting another Falto, that's my last name, in their team. I couldn't fill the shoes that my brother had created 
And so inside of me, this question began to come up. Am I good enough? And for a long time, I really didn't believe I was. And they say in middle school, what you believe from the ages of 11 to 14, is anybody in the age range of 11 to 14? Raise your hand. It's a lot of you, except for the adults, obviously. And myself, I was raising my hand. I'm not a liar. They say what you believe from the age of 11 to 14, you believe when you're 40. And right now, things like this, these questions you may be having, may be coming to surface. Maybe your question isn't, am I good enough? Maybe your question is, why aren't I pretty enough? Why aren't I smart enough? Why aren't I funny enough? Why aren't I popular enough? Do people like me? Why do my parents treat me this way? Why do I look the way I look? The list can go on and on and on. And these questions come to surface at this time in your life. I would not have been here when I was your age. I didn't grow up in a home that sent me off to Christian camps. So if this is your first time here and you're like, I don't go to church, I wasn't that kid that often either. I went to church every once in a while. My, my parents didn't teach me about Jesus. They didn't teach me to read my Bible. They didn't teach me to pray that much. Just to be a good person. Just be a good kid. That's all they taught me. Although they were good parents, they didn't teach me how to wrestle with those questions. So I had to learn how to come up with ideas of who God was on my own with no guidance. And what I would think of whenever I thought of, of God and Jesus, I thought he was so far from me because of these problems I had. Am I good enough? If God loves me so much, why did he make me this way? If God loves me so much, why didn't he do this in my life? Why didn't he fix this problem? So I wrestled with that. And this idea of Jesus, you can just throw this picture of Jesus up, and, and we often have our own idea of who he is. We're going to talk about that tomorrow more. And that's actually the point, is that that's not really Jesus. The point is that we all have our own idea of who God is. In my hope this week, as I get to know you better, as I teach and you guys are here with me, is that unlike me at your age, you can have a hope to walk you through more than just the questions of your life. Because, man, if I had that, I wouldn't have been wrestling through the things I wrestled with when I was a teenager that I'll share with you later. A.W. Tozer, he's an author, he has this quote. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. What we think about God is the root, it's the exact base for every other thought that we may have about ourselves and everything around us, our whole reality. And that's why it's so important. So when you guys go into cabin time today, this is 
what you're going to be talking about is this. Who do you think God is? It's not that complicated. It can be super simple. You don't have to agree with that picture of Jesus I put up there. That's totally fine. I don't expect you to. I don't agree with it. But who do you think God is for you? Because there is actually, believe it or not, there is a truth version of God that does not change depending on your perspective of him. And the questions of our life are all over the place. That is a truth that's not going to change for us. So when you guys go to your cabin time, be wrestling with that question and then I'm going to pray us out um, and then um, I think program will be up in a second, but um, be asking those questions about, your, about God and then ask questions about yourself. Like, if you have those deeper questions, it's going to be hard to share with your group like the first day. Like, hey, I'm really struggling with this thing. Can you please help me out with it? Like, like I totally get it. It's the first day. But this is a time for you to create some expectation. Like, what are you expecting out of this week to get from God? Because some of you here have heard about Jesus before a thousand times and some of you here have never heard about Jesus before. And my hope is that you'll discover in some way that Jesus is more than you can imagine he is. So let me pray, and then I think program's going to be up here. I don't know what they're going to do next. Um, God, thank you so much um, just for today, Lord. I thank you for this awesome group of, of students that are here right now, Father. I just pray for them to have a blessed um, rest of the evening, that you bless their cabin time, Lord, but also just... Um, continue to guide them throughout the week, that your Holy Spirit already begins to be inside of their hearts. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen.